Welcome to episode 73 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on Tokyo Disney Resort, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website, tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, at tdrexplorer, on Facebook, facebook.com, slash tdrexplorer, and also on Instagram, at tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Chris, the Chief Content Editor for TDR Explorer, and I'm the one eating all the seasonal offerings at the parks. You can find me on my personal Twitter, at Lover, and I post things on there about Japan and all that, all that fun stuff. And joining me, as always, is the always beautiful Patricia. Hey guys, what's up? Um... I'm just so happy to be doing this podcast right now because it's been a long, long day at work and it's Disney talk time. You know what I mean? It's relaxing time. It's relaxing time. It's fun time. Um, So uh, I'm Trish. I take photos at Disney. I, um, I, when I have rare free time, I like to go into the city and enjoy um, some fun stuff there. Which we're actually going to be talking about today. So if you're going to come to Tokyo soon, this is the podcast for you. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the same name, under Dream Sweets Love. Um, and let's get this started, Chris. Let's do it. All right. Well, first, we're going to talk really quickly about Patreon. So if you haven't already, we have a Patreon set up. And you could support the podcast by giving us whatever whatever you think is appropriate it could be a dollar it could be five dollars it could be twenty dollars it could be a hundred dollars thousand dollars whatever you think is is good we appreciate it but we do have some perks we do have perks if you um, pledge a certain amount um we have a five dollar pledge that gives you access to our episodes one day before everybody else so you get to hear us one more day before everybody. So that's pretty cool. Um, we also have for $15, you get access to our bonus episodes. So we're going to do one bonus episode per month. And we do have another bonus episode coming out on February 28th. So if you're pledging on Patreon, make sure you check it out because it's going to be released on that day and you're going to love it. I guarantee it. I, I think well, I that like so. I think that if we reach a certain amount, we should up the bonus episode numbers. Like if we reach like let's say like two hundred fifty a month or something, we should mm-hmm. do like two bonus episodes a month. Yeah, yeah, we can come up with some something fun. I guess like I think so. I think we need podcast. more content for you guys. Yeah, if you guys have any like suggestions, like for any goals and something you want us to do, let us know. Because, obviously, we're doing this for you, our listeners. So we, we want to make sure we're giving you what you want. <laughs> um, 
and also well besides patreon um we also another way to support the website is buying your park tickets through our affiliate kluke and i'll have note or links for kluke and also patreon in the show notes uh with kluke you can buy tickets for tokyo disney resort but also other places in and around tokyo and japan and also hong kong um, in Japan, they sell tickets for Universal Studios Japan. They also sell the Robot Restaurant and a whole bunch of other places. And and starting on March 1st, they're actually going to be selling Ghibli Museum tickets. Which is actually pretty awesome because I we've talked about this, I think it was last year. One of our episodes, I, I can't remember which episode it was exactly, but we talked about the Ghibli Museum and if you've looked into the Ghibli Museum at all, it's really tough to get tickets. So having Kluke being able to sell you these tickets in advance for a reasonable price, that's pretty awesome. And the Ghibli Museum is a must, an absolute must. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you, Kluke. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I saw it, I just saw it the other day. So I thought, well... We, we need to have, tell everybody about it. All right. So what are we talking about this this podcast? What are we? What aren't we talking about? We're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got the usual, right? We've got our news. We've got our crowd forecast. Um, but then we're kind of like, OK, so this is kind of interesting, right? Like the parks are called Tokyo Disney Resort, but they're not in Tokyo. But it's so close to Tokyo that you can't go to the parks and miss out on the city. So we're going to be talking about like our top five places in the city, um, including places where you can find some really cool Disney stuff, you know. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, our park tip. And of course, we love when you guys send us your listener questions. Ooh. <laughs> it's, All right. it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right. So first, let's. Let's get the news. The news. Um, I feel like every time we get to the news, I always think there's not much going on. And then there's always something. There's always something happening, right? Um, Tokyo Disney Resort just announced that the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique inside Tokyo Disneyland Park opens April 21st, 2017 in the World Bazaar. And this is where the Galleria... Gallery, Galleria used to be, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but um, if you want to get your uh, your your daughter or whoever the you know whoever whoever's with you, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an elegant way to say this, and I can't. Anyone that is a young girl can go. There's like there, there's a certain age limit for this. I've never liked that these they don't give a lot of options for like well here they don't give you any options for boys you know which I think is ridiculous because I think yeah. people would I think people would totally want to bring their sons as well you know yeah dress them up as a pirate or whatever no I don't want to do the pirate okay this is what I told the <laughs> Disney World people I don't want to have you know like the pirate like like they don't have like a they don't have like a suave pilot, sorry, pirate option, right? They only have the pirate with the blacked out teeth and like looking gross. Like, why don't you have an elegant pirate? I don't understand that. I, and like, I want a prince 
or a cool like a, a like you know like a not scurvy written pirate that would be nice or you know something like an adventurer oh. like Indiana Jones you know you could do some cool stuff for boys too you know but or like, like why don't Peter they Pan or Peter or Pan like you know exactly why don't you let the kids be a prince or a Peter Pan or like Indy or or a Jedi or I don't know you know Disney has so many properties you know and a lot of boys have different personalities so why don't why don't you offer us like some options that are not gross Disney I don't understand that why do boys have to be gross that's stupid <laughs> You know, or like a little Mickey suit, you know, what, whatever. I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's for Walt Disney World, where they offer the stuff for the boys. Oh, at here least Japan, they offer they something. Here they offer you zero. <laughs> yeah, so here it's it's only, it's only girls. Um, I'm going to run through it really, really quickly. There's a lot of options, but I, I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, it's open. The, the opening times are different. Um, from the park hours, so you have to kind of check when it's open ahead of time, and then it closes at 7 p.m. And this is the one I'm talking about in Tokyo Disneyland Park. There's one in the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, and that that one is a little different. Um, this requires advanced reservations, and it's only in Japanese. And I don't know why they keep doing this. <laughs> there, yeah. So the Reservation is online and it's only in Japanese. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. They don't. They don't um, want foreign money. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I I don't know what they're doing half the time. But um, if you do make a reservation, uh, you can get. There's a couple. They they call them courses. Um, I'm not too sure what else to call them. But uh, the most expensive one is called the castle course, and this is like the full shebang. You get the you get makeup, dress, hair, shoes, nails, and a photo shoot. And this lasts for about seventy five minutes, and at a cost of thirty six thousand seven hundred and twenty yen, which is like about three hundred and fifty dollars U.S. So it's not cheap. Um, and then it kind of goes down from there. There's the carriage course, which includes everything except for the photo shoot. Which is forty-five minutes, and it costs twenty-eight thousand six hundred and twenty yen, which is about two hundred and seventy dollars U.S. And then there's the crown course, which includes everything except the dress, shoes, and the photo shoot. And this is thirty minutes, and it costs nine thousand one hundred and eighty yen, which is about ninety dollars U.S. And this is the cheaper option compared to the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel because the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel offers three options which start at 37,000 yen, which is about $360 and goes up to 59,000 yen, which is like $580 roughly. That's expensive. <laughs> I wonder why the price difference. Like, I understand, like, um, you say it's expensive, but if you think about it, these costumes themselves are really, really expensive. Like, especially the princess ones, because it's the dress. You can buy, like, the little fur cape. You can buy the shoes, the gloves, the little fake jewelry. I mean, the little tiara. It's really involved. Like, like for the boys, back when they used to sell Halloween costumes, I think the Halloween costume was either... It was, like, between 8,000 to 10,000 yen. 
it was in between that price point. So the girls' dresses I know went higher. I think mm-hmm. they were around fifteen thousand yen for like the really nice dresses, right? Mm-hmm. So the dress by itself costs a lot. So the one the one that includes everything except for dress shoes and photo shoot ninety one sounds about right. Right? Because most of the cost is like the costume, I want to yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. The photos aren't too much. Yeah. Like, involved. Like um, compared to with, like other photo places in Japan, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, with the um, Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, um, they also offer, like, the reason why it's much more expensive is they have in park like an in-park photo shoot and family portraits. Oh. So they do, they do, it's a lot more involved with photos and stuff. So okay. that's one reason why it's more expensive. And this one's limited to 75 minutes. They want you in and out. That makes sense. Okay. So I guess they're, they're trying to get, well, obviously they're trying to get more money, right? So there's yeah. people that, there's people that won't want to spend, you know, the, $600 or whatever for that you know the really over the top one mm-hmm. but there might be some people that are like okay well I'll spend $100 then you know so there's I guess it, from a business perspective it makes sense yeah but it sucks that we had to lose the Galleria <laughs> yeah it's stupid <laughs> oh my goodness um heading over to Hong Kong Disneyland now um in cooler news, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong Disneyland just announced their summer event, which is which is tentatively called Marvel Superhero Summer. Where and they they haven't given too much information yet, it's just very bare bones. Um, but they're gonna have a unique walkthrough attraction where you can meet Captain America and Spider Man. So it sounds like they're gonna be using the building that they use for the nightmare experiment. Because mm-hmm. cause that, cause that whole thing is like a, a, a walkthrough attraction. So it's probably safe to assume that's where it's going. That's so cool. It's, it's a walkthrough. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what this is going to be. Because they said this is brand new. Everything's new. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, and there's also going to be food and merchandise, you know, the typical stuff. Of course, um, yeah. Which is kind of, it's kind of neat that Hong Kong is doing this because they just reported, like, I think it was this, it's their second year of of a loss mm-hmm. or something like that, or like for their fiscal year or whatever, but they've gone up in um, attendance terms. Yeah. From um, international visitors. Yeah. A lot of them so are Japanese, I think. Yeah, because like this past year, they've really upped their game with merchandise, and also the Duffy thing really helps yep. drive Japanese people over there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but it's so interesting. Like on one side, you have like one that's like, like really girl only centric, and the other one is like kind of like more open to everybody. Like everybody can enjoy superheroes, which is nice mm-hmm. to see. You know, it doesn't always mm-hmm. have to be about only princesses. You know. Yeah, there's a whole other market that doesn't want princesses. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with the the whole Marvel summer thing. I, I don't know well. if I really want to go to Hong Kong in the summer because I 
I'm told it's much, much worse than here in the summer. No, no, it's uh, it's okay. You can do it, Chris. Ugh. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. You'll do it, and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's it for the news. Uh, let's move on to our crowd forecast. So we get our crowd forecast information from tdrnavi.jp. Use them to check the crowd predictions for when you're planning your trip. They do it up to six months ahead of time. And they have this information available in English, which is awesome. All right. So this is for the week of March 6th, 2017. Uh, The crowds are beginning to pick up uh, during the week. Uh, with a, f- a 50 out of 100 to a high of 76 on the Thursday at both parks. And then they're predicting Saturday is going to hit capacity and Sunday is going to be pretty close and it might as well hit capacity because you can't really tell the difference anyway. Um, Wasn't it supposed to hit capacity this weekend? Probably. It's It's kind of hit or miss if it actually does, but it's still really busy. And shouldn't go anyway. <laughs> Unless not, you really need to. It's not as fun, yeah. Yeah, it's just just avoid the weekends, go as we always week. say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the beginning of March, um, reason why it's starting to pick up is because of school. The kids are finishing their exams, some are already done, some are still writing. So we're there's a big influx of students. That are happening so it's just going to get busier as time goes on i think it's going to hit the peak around mid-march to end march to from mid to end Mar- end of march that's when it's going to be like at its busiest with students mm-hmm. and then it's going to die off for a little bit and then it's going to pick right back up again at the end of april beginning of may with golden week oh my god it's coming golden week so speaking of in the parks okay so i went so like there was like okay this is so dumb there was like a Pokemon <laughs> update. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I went to the parks to catch Pokemon. But also okay. to find snow geese because, you know, they have the... I'm guessing this is how Easter is going to be too. Since now it's like just included, like it's um it's free. So if you look at the park map, they have all the snow geese on the map where you can find them. So I also went snow gee hunting as well. And I rode Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion... And the restaurant lines were ridiculous still. I don't know what's going on. It's just like the restaurants just seem like they're always crowded right now. And, um, oh, my God. So I was I was in Tomorrowland, and I look over to where Grand Prix Raceway used to be, and it's insanity. You can see all the hotels like they're right there, like right there in your face. I'm like, What? How did that one attraction hide all the hotels? You know, that's like the illusion. That's like the Disney magic of illusion, like right there. Because <laughs> now that the attraction is gone, they are like clear as day and like right in your face. So it's really yeah. interesting to see. It's going to be weird once that's all done because it's going to like going by the concept art that they have. It's going to be really like built up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because it's going to like be, be completely covered, which is going to be fantastic. I can't wait. And it, the area is huge. I was on Gadget's Go Coaster, and it's not just Grand Prix. It's like way behind Grand Prix as well. 
Yeah, because I, I think we mentioned in one of our previous episodes that you can actually see, if you go on the monorail, you can see behind where they've kind of like moved moved it back a little bit. Like Oh, for sure. The construction that they're doing. So that area is going to be gigantic. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Um, what else did I do? I went, I rode Haunted Mansion. I got a fast pass and I left the park because there's like, you know, when it's in between crowded, like it's crowded, but it's not crowded because there's a lot of people, but because like half the attractions are closed for like refurbishment. And so I was like, it was just like, and you can still move around and everything, but it's just like, I didn't want to do anything because it's just like, there's like people around. So um, I got my fast pass. I left the park. I wasn't going to come back, but then I, I got a coffee and I went back after anyway. And then I checked out the Kawazu cherry blossoms, which were in full bloom, which were amazing. And that's it. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. I was there for a long time, though. I was there for like a good half a day. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, As for me, um, I went with some friends and family or sorry. With a friend's family, not friends and family, friend's family. Um, they're in from Hawaii and they're visiting. So Nice. Went and hung out with them and that's good fun. And nothing special. It's just, you know, good day at the park. <laughs> nice and fun. It's always fun when, when you're with like good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not just by yourself working. <laughs> or hunting Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like true. a loser. <laughs> nah, you're not a loser. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what? Oh, Tokyo. Did you take your friends around Tokyo? No, I haven't because they don't need me. Oh. <laughs> they don't need me for that part. <laughs> like, okay. Well, they were doing like all the big touristy things and I've. I've done them a million times over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I got some work to do. I'll, I'll meet you guys later, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But, but as you already mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, if you're coming here, there's a good chance you're not just going to Disney. You're going to be wanting to do other stuff in Tokyo. And a lot of people, like a lot of listeners, have asked us about like our recommendations for stuff in Tokyo because there's so much to do and there's so much information out there. Like if you just Google like top 10 places in Tokyo or whatever, you're going to get tons and tons of results. And that's a little overwhelming. And since we're all really good friends, you can trust our judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully by this point you can trust our judgment. Of course they can. So we're going to go over our top five favorite places in Tokyo and kind of just kind of talk about it and how to get there and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, how should we do this? Should we alternate? Like I do one, you do one. We'll just kind of go back and forth. That sounds good. Okay, cool. Do you want me to start? I can start. You start. You start. start. Okay. Um, this one we've talked about a few times and it's Nakano Broadway, which is that really awesome retro mall that is out of central Tokyo and I always tell people to go here because they have tons of Tokyo Disney Resort merchandise because 
it's all used so people take their used stuff there and the store buys it from them and then they resell it so you can find stuff from like the 80s if you if you're lucky enough that's so cool like they're always changing too because you know stuff just you know uh changes so often that you're gonna find something that you're gonna like um my favorite favorite place for Nakano Broadway is a store. Well, it's it's a chain. They have stores all over Tokyo. It's called Robot Robot, mm-hmm. and they carry a ton of Tokyo Disney Resort merchandise. Um, the one in Nakano Broadway is really big. Like they have one, I guess, like aisle that's just Tokyo merchandise. That's all it is. Cool. They have everything from pins to plates. To Duffy costumes, to plushes, to bags, stickers, stationery, like anything you can think of, they have it. Um, I found I found a couple pretty awesome things there. One, my, my absolute favorite, was the Mickey Waffle coin purse. I love that. When you and put I got that picture for, up, I was like, oh, that's amazing. I got it for, I think it was about 500 yen so about five dollars mm-hmm. it was cheap really cheap and i love that thing it's fantastic and then i found um a opening day pin for winnie the or for Pooh's honey hunt which is pretty awesome back when they used to give us free it was it one of the freebie pins or was it something you bought i'm not sure it didn't say it just said when like Pooh's honey hunts something something 2001 you know what uh, what whichever day it opened up on i don't remember I wonder if that was one of the freebie ones that's really Might cool yeah so like there, there's so much stuff there you just have to kind of go through it all um there's even other stores that sell like custom duffy mm-hmm. shelly may and gelatoni costumes so if you're into that there's a store there that has it i don't remember the name but we have um a guide that has the name in it so you can go into the show notes. I'll put a link in there and you can go and read about all the different stores in there because there's there's quite a bit. Um, yeah, there's like there's bookstores, there's clothing stores. There's even a grocery store in the in the basement. If you want to get something cheap to eat, you can go to the grocery store <laughs> in the basement. Um, it's really easy to get to. Um, all you have to do is take the the Chuo line from Tokyo Station and it's going to take you about half an hour on the train. That's not bad. No, not at all. So like about so, if you're from the resort about 45 minutes from Maihama, right? Yeah. Okay. Roughly. Rockin'. Yeah, and it's um like Nakano Broadway used to be well, it, it's kind of considered the um like alternative to Akihabara mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like like this is this is just what I've read of what I've been told that Nakano Broadway is like where the like really really hardcore people go it's probably where they moved to right yeah since Akihabara is like pretty much a really big tourist area now yeah like, m- much more than it used to be back in I think like the 80s or something mm-hmm. where it was like very like it wasn't touristy at all it was very locals like people knew the shops where to go to and all that stuff. I mean, it used but to be like all wires and electronics, right? Like, 
like legitimate electronics. Yeah, like I'm talking like <laughs> hardcore, you know. Yeah, now it's all, you know, anime and video games and arcade games and all that text, kind of stuff. So tax-free tourist yeah. goods, you know. <laughs> it's changed quite a bit. It's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um well, that's my well, that's my first one. What's yours? Um okay. Uh okay, I guess I should make one of these related to Disney. <laughs> um okay. doesn't have to be necessarily. But, you know, we'll we'll do a little tie-in there. Okay, so where do you think people go to buy all that material for the costumes that they do like to go to Disney, like for Halloween and stuff? Good question. I have no idea. Well, they probably go to the fabric district in Nipori. And it's not my main stop on the Yamanote line that I want to talk about today, but it's a little side stock side stop i can't talk today which is kind of um interesting to go and check out so you can find anything any kind of fabric button zippers whatever you're looking for if you're into like costume crafting or making any kind of clothes um go to nipori and inside nipori is this amazing um shaved ice shop called himitsudo and they served shaved ice Japanese shaved shaved ice all year round and it is amazing it's a tiny 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 little shop so in uh, peak season peak times the line can get quite long and they do sell a lot of things um, kind of early in the day but everything is like made by hand um, from real fruits and it is amazing so if you like shaved ice or if you've never tried Japanese shaved ice go there and check it out um, but the kind of main stop and also related to food, I guess I haven't been eating like <laughs> food, food, food <laughs> in a long time. So it's a, a little food based. But uh, again, if you're visiting and you like ramen, also on the Yamanote line is Sugamo. And do you know what Sugamo is, Chris? No. What, what is it? Have you heard of Harajuku? Well, yeah. Right? Harajuku is where all the crazy young people, like, they try, like, the fashions and things like that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Sugamo is, like, the Harajuku for old people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's where all the cool, trendy old people go to hang out. Um, but surprisingly, hidden within Sugamo are two Michelin star ramen restaurants. And they're actually a really, really great price. I don't think they're over a thousand yen. At the most, I think twelve hundred yen. So about ten, twelve dollars, which for a Michelin star restaurant is ridiculous. It's super cheap. And um, I've been to one of them, and it was amazing. And uh, they just opened up another one, I think, this year, a, a different Michelin star ramen shop in that same neighborhood. So if you're looking for really good ramen. That's where I would go check out. And then, you know, hop on the Yamanote line and try different stops uh, because you'll find little treasures at each one. Um, So that's my number one so far. Oh, and just so people know, the the, uh, Yamanote line is the circular train line in Tokyo. It does like a full circle from like Tokyo Station. You can basically get on at Tokyo Station, stay on it until it goes back to Tokyo Station again. Pretty much. Yeah, that's a good point to make. It's yeah, it's a loop. Yeah, so with the Yamanote, don't worry if you get on the wrong one, you could just stay on it. It might just take a long time to get to where you're going. 
So yeah, just be mindful of that. And then for the Chuo line that I mentioned earlier, that actually cuts right through the Yamanote line. So it goes like right through it. So if you need to go from like uh, Tokyo Station to Shinjuku Station, don't take the Yamanote line because that's going to be like the long way around. Take the the Chuo line. And, say, and I guess this is kind of a side tip. If you're wanting to go from Tokyo Station to Shibuya, um, it's much quicker to take the Chuo line from Tokyo to Shinjuku, transfer there to the Yamanote, and then it's only three stops to Shibuya, two or three stops, as opposed to taking a half-hour train ride along the Yamanote line <laughs> to Shibuya, which takes a long, long time. It takes a while, yeah. Yeah, it's about a good half an hour, something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It's, and also the uh, Yamanote gets really busy on at like peak times. And same with same with the Chuo line. So yeah, you know, mid morning to um, early evening is usually the busy times. Like you know, rush hour, like seven a.m. to nine a.m. and then six p.m. to eight p.m. Kind of roughly. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> I, got, I got a little <laughs> sidetracked. Um, well, since I was kind of talking about Akihabara, my next one is Akihabara. And yeah, I know it's it, it's touristy, but I like it. It's a nice place. I I enjoy it. Um, I have a list of like little places that I like to go to. So I have like certain shops that I just go and I check out. Some of them are pretty easy to find. Some of them are not so easy to find. Um, one is called well, this is this is the building. It's called the Akiba Cultural Zone. And I will have a link in the show notes to a Google Maps to kind of show you what it looks like. Because it's kind of hard to explain. Especially to explain where it is and everything. But um, this place is mainly... Like it has like a lot of anime uh, goods in there. So if you're into anime, um, like a lot of um, like mainstream anime, they, they, they have goods in there. They have tons of goods. But um, I like to go up to the third floor and there's a... Um, bunch of used shops. So similar to Nakano Broadway, um, they have a bunch of Disney goods in there as well. Plus, like um, other goods for like um, video games. So like, there's a lot of like Nintendo stuff, um, Legend of Zelda, Kingdom Hearts, um, things like that of that nature. So there's a lot of a lot of those that I like to go through. And they actually sell a lot of the um, little toys that you can get in the Gachapon machines. So you can actually buy full sets of these toys without actually having to like try your luck at the uh, Gachapon machines, which I'll talk about in a minute. That alone is worth it because those those darn machines, you know, it's like They're, a battle. They could be frustrating. Yeah. So, um, like... They will sell things individually or they'll sell them as a set depending on what it is. So um, I haven't been able to find it. Uh, Well, I did find it once, but I didn't buy it and I regret it. Um, They actually had all the badges uh, from the first generation Pokemon gym gyms. Mm -hmm. So they had so they had like little pins and they had the full set that were only in the Gachapon machines. So they have a lot of stuff like that. And it's pretty awesome. 
Um, another place I like to check out is called Kotobukiya, which is another store that sells character goods. And this is all brand new stuff. So they have um, like stuff like Monster Hunter, Mega Man, or Rockman, however you want to call it, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Pokemon, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. And they also have Star Wars as well. Uh, they have a floor that just has Star Wars stuff. I think it's the second second or third floor. They have all Star Wars. That's all it is. Um, again, I'll, I'll put a thing in the show notes so you can find out exactly where it is. Um... <laughs> This one's kind of funny. The only Carl's, the only Carl's Jr. in Japan is in Akihabara. Oh, that's true. So sometimes I just want a burger. You know, like ramen's good, tonkatsu's good, curry's good, like all that. I love all that food. But sometimes you just want a burger and not want to go to McDonald's. So there's a Carl's Jr. So if you if you have a craving for Carl's Jr. They have one there, and it's pretty good. Um, it's it's a little like the the store is pretty small, so if it's busy, it might be hard to get a spot. Mm. Um, and it's and it's actually right on the on the uh, main road in Akihabara, so it's really hard to miss. I'm sure, like if if um, if um, if um, any of our listeners are retro game fans, they've heard of Super Potato. Super Potato is this uh, store in Akihabara that sells all these sells retro video games. So from like the original Nintendo, the GameCube, the PlayStation, all that stuff. They have everything. They have consoles. They have controllers. They have rare games. They have games that are in pristine condition. They probably have what you're looking for there. Um, the only th- problem with Super Potato is since it's so well known they kind of jack the prices up a little bit yeah i think so but it's so cool yeah it's like it's an awesome store store to go to and you should go there if you find something you like just buy it because you don't know if you're going to find it elsewhere but there are other retro game videos video stores video game stores (laughs) in the area then uh the gachapon so um really quick gachapons are the like little random toys that you can get in the capsule machines, I guess is the best way to describe them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're constantly changing. Like they, there's Disney ones all the time and there's other like weird ones, like, you know, like animals dressed as fruit or sleeping cats or, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> they have lots of weird things. Yeah. Um, there's a place called it. It, it translates to Gachapon theater is what it's called. And all it is is just gachapon machines. They have hundreds of them, like in this rows little, and rows. Yeah, they have like this little tiny place, and it is awesome. And it's a little tough to find, but this one I did find on Google Maps, so I did. I put a link in the show notes so you can find exactly where it is. It's a little far from the station, but trust me, it is worth it. It is definitely worth it because they have so many things there. It's it's a lot of fun. Um. And then I, this I actually found out a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I found another robot robot store in Akihabara. Um, and this one is in a, 
in one of the gigantic buildings that is to the right of the lobby. It's called Lab Labby Lobby. I don't know how to say it. Um, lobby, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is this gigantic um, electronic store that is just outside Akihabara Station, mm-hmm. and this building is to the right, and it's on the fifth floor. There's a robot robot store, and I found a ton more. Um, Disney merchandise and they also sell like oddly enough they sell um, merchandise from the Disney parks overseas you know overseas I'm putting air quotes because it's overseas for us yeah (laughs) so I I found I found stuff in there that was from Disneyland and Walt Disney World like they're actually selling um, the like buttons that you can get for free at from those resorts what how much are they uh, selling them for like 200 yen Oh wow! Two hundred yen. That's interesting. So yeah, there's like there's like the uh, happy birthday button, or the it's my first visit, or just married. Like they had those all those buttons that you could buy. Oh. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's for me. That's Akihabara. <laughs> I am also going to talk about Akihabara, but. A different side of Akihabara. So you know, okay. how, you know how we talked about like Akihabara has gone through a lot of changes, right? Over time, right? It's it's a neighborhood that's that's seen like this electronics, like uh, maniacs, like kind of like having it as their central hub. You've had like the people that are really into games and animation at one time. It's kind of like that area, like costume play and hobbyists with their, um, like the statues that you can paint and put together and everything or dolls that you can buy, like the doll accessories, like the hair that you can sew into it and everything. So you've had like a lot of changes. And I noticed that one of the recent changes is also that, um, and maybe also coming from that that hobby and craft background, you now have a lot of artisans taking up space in Akihabara. Um, one of the pl- so like there's kind of like three places that I want to talk about, and they're all kind of connected because I think it's done by the same um, group of people um, in a way. Um, and one of the first places that we discovered was this place. Um, it's super interesting. So there was this old school. Um, let me see if I can find the name of it. Hold on. I think it was called Ren- Rensei. Yeah, Rensei uh, Re- Junior High School. And that school closed down. And this arts group took over the school. And they left the space as a school, as it is. And they put different galleries throughout the school so you see the little place where the kids used to wash their hands the roof of the school in the summertime they make this beer garden um they made the outside area of the school a public park that anybody can use so you see kids hanging out and playing there there's an art space where kids can bring their own their old toys and make artwork out of it and it's just like this really fascinating space and um it's called 331 Arts Shioda, and it comes from, um, like, have you ever seen, um, like, the Edo custom where the, the people shout, yo, right? And then they clap their hands three times, and then three times again, and then three times again, and then they end with one clap, mm-hmm. right? You've seen that before, right? 
I, don't they have something similar in um, A Table's Waiting? Yeah, they do, actually. Yes, you're right, right? Exactly. For the Japanese part, they go, dun, 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 right? Yeah. It's that. Yes, that's exactly what it is, and that's where the name of the museum comes from. So, that same group also opened an other space in between Akihabara and, is it Okamachi? Hold on. I have this in my notes. Is it Okamachi? Okamachi Station, right? It's in between Akihabara and Okimachi Station under the train tracks. So they took this area, this kind of like an eyesore that would have been under the train tracks, and they transformed it into a space for um, artisans that they can come and sell uh, the goods that they made. You can talk to the artisans about their crafts. um, And it's another really great space. It actually won um, a design award in the city. And it's super interesting. They have like these really fashionable cafes. They have a little hammock cafe if you want to just chill out and rest. And um, really great if you're looking for like uh, one of a kind, like handcraft souvenir. Um, just really fantastic. And that's called, um, okay, I can never remember this name. 2K540 Akioka Artisan. I know. That's a hard name it's, to remember. I can never remember it. But all you have to remember is Akioka Artisan. And you should be fine. Just Google that. And the last place um, is also in the same area and also by the same people. I think they really wanted to bring kind of like the art community and make like a home from the art community in that area. Um, the last place um, is actually in the old Mansei Bashi Station. So if you've been to Japan a long time ago, you might remember that that used to be the home of the train museum, right? Mansei Bashi. And um, because it used to be this really, um, this train station, which was built in 1912, so one of the oldest train stations, and one of the biggest train stations at that time, Mansei Bashi Station, which eventually closed. They, re- they repurposed it as the train museum and then that closed and they moved it to, I believe, Saitama. And now uh, they built this super fashionable shopping place, again, with a lot of stores um, where artisans are selling um, these really gorgeous like goods, um, but also like really fancy like uh, furniture and like this great... Um, like a beer brewery place and um, like little fancy cafes. And they kept the old structure of the train station intact. In fact, um, if you explore that area, they, they'll, you'll see on some of the floors, there's like, a, like a, a see-through covering so you can see under and you can actually see the old structure um, through, the, through the, I don't know, I guess plexiglass. Uh, So you can see how the old structure used to be underground. And then they have these old staircases, which they maintained as is. So you can see like the old structure of the station, how it used to be. And you can climb up there. And they even have one of the platforms that you can sit on benches and watch real trains go by on the old platform uh, of the old Mansebashi station. And uh, tying back to the 331 uh, 3331 Arts Chioda, they have a cafe there which serves some really awesome curry. So um, 
if you're interested in uh, the history of, of that area of Akihabara and of Japanese trains and transit, um, it's such an interesting place. If you're interested in fashionable cafes, it's great for that. If you're interested in really gorgeous handcraft goods, um, check it out for that. And it's kind of like a different side of Akihabara. And it's so interesting because there are, it's right there. So on one side of the street, it's like neon. And on the other side, this super like artsy, fashionable area. So it, it's, it's really interesting to see how it's changed over time. Yeah, I, I really like the uh, whole, like, the repurposed train station. I've been there a few times, and I like sitting in the um, the um, observatory yes. area yeah, to, yeah. Watch, to watch the trains go by, because you can actually watch people, like, watch the um, actual trains go by that you were probably riding 10 minutes before. Right? Isn't that cool? Which I think is pretty awesome. It's a good area. It's a... It's, a nice area to visit. And like you said, it's very, like, there's two sides to it, which is pretty, which is, which is why, like, Tokyo is so fascinating. Because mm-hmm. you can be, you can be doing one thing and then doing something completely different by just going across the street. Yeah, it's like so weird, these, these you know. <laughs> different vibes. Um, speaking of vibes, um, my next place is Shimokitazawa, which is a little tough to get to, but it's definitely worth making the trek. Um, this place is considered the hipster neighborhood. Like, it's very hip, very trendy. Um, it has a lot of chains, like chain stores there now. So, the, you know, there's a McDonald's, Starbucks, um, a Muji, Uniqlo, like all those big names are there now. But... There's still lots of little nooks and crannies where you can find these neat little stores that have like a lot of people that sell um, handcrafted goods, similar to the area in Akihabara there. Um, There's also a lot of very trendy clothing stores. So there's very high-end stuff, but then there's also thrift stores that sell stuff dirt cheap. So there's quite a range and there's tons of places to eat both expensive and cheap like you will not go hungry there trust me um if you're a coffee lover there's a place called bear pond espresso and it's this little like little hole in the wall place and the owners they used to live in new york i believe for a long time and then they moved back to tokyo and they wanted to open up a espresso shop similar to something that you would find in New York so they did and it's very tiny they have I think like five or six chairs inside but then there's also seating like outside you can kind of stand on the street and there's like a bench and all that kind of stuff it is really good if you're a coffee lover I highly recommend it Um, another place that I like to check out and this is me being very biased. Uh, there's a place called Robson Fries, which serves Canadian poutine. Oh my gosh, is it like real poutine? Uh, it's it's close enough, I guess, for what you can get here. <laughs> um, it's a good substitute, I guess. Like it's not, um, it's not as good as real poutine. Mm-hmm. 
but it's good enough for for Japan. It, you know what? I can give them a pass on that. <laughs> um, they have the like they have a gigantic Canadian flag on the outside, and they have pictures of Canada inside. And it's a very tiny place, like a lot of these little specialty restaurants. It's very tiny, but the fries are good. The gravy's nice and. The only thing with the cheese is they don't use cheese curds. They actually use shredded cheese, which is not how you're supposed to do it. But, you know, that's how it goes when dishes are made in the country they're not from. <laughs> Just happens. Um, as I mentioned, this place is a little bit harder to get to. So you have to get yourself to Shibuya. That's the easiest. And you can transfer to the Keio Inokashira line. And this will take you right up to Shimokitazawa. And that's pretty simple. Okay, but um, wait, we got to talk about this station. Because this freaking station, I, I don't know, last time I went, there was like this construction going on. And if you get on... It's still a, happening. Yeah, and if you get on the wrong side, you cannot get to the other side of the freaking station. So you have to... As easy. <laughs> you know, so you have to pay the fee to go back through the station to get through to the other side. So make sure you go out through the right exit. You know, But it's such a great place. It is so great. I love, like you said, that vibe that it has, you know. Very, like a very hip, very trendy yeah, area. Very that, trendy. That's the whole vibe of it. Like a lot of cafes where people are sitting outside and everyone's wearing nice trendy clothes and all that stuff. Yeah, it's. It's a nice little, it's a really relaxed atmosphere. And air, like, there's no, like, a lot of the buildings aren't really tall. No, no. Like, like short buildings, too. So it's, it's a nice change of pace from, you know, Shibuya, where everything's just skyscrapers, right? Right. It feels like more intimate, more down to earth. And there's all these little streets to explore. And um, another place that I recommend there is this uh, this cute little cupcake shop. And it's attached to like a hair salon and they do this really like fashionable haircuts and nails. And um, the cupcake shop is called On The Go Cupcake. And if you check out their Instagram, they always have the cutest, cutest, cutest cupcakes and the most delicious cupcakes. And they're these, it's like out of like a little tiny window that you can buy it. And it's adorable. <laughs> All right. So I said Shimokitazawa. What's, what's your next, next one? Okay, so close close to that area because I, you know, you mentioned Bear Pond Coffee and I was including it in my area, but actually, yeah, I think it's closer to Shimo Kitazawa, the Bear Pond Espresso. I have wanted to go there for the longest time, but I get so nervous because <laughs> I, I know, I, I hear stories of how they're really strict and there's the no photo policy, but if you ask nice, they might let you take a photo. And uh, the risk, the coffee quality is like if you're a coffee maniac, that's like Chris said, that's the place to go because this guy is like super serious about his coffee. If the humidity in the air is not right, if the beans are not perfect, he will not serve the coffee. And I've I've always wanted to go and try like his ristretto because that's like what he's famous for, and even that. They only serve at a certain time of the day. And if you miss that window, it's out. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I get, I'm, but I'm going to, I want to go. I want to go so bad. And you should probably go. Don't be scared like me. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, the Shibuya area, they have so many amazing little coffee shops, right? So you've got Bear Pond Coffee in the area. You've got um, Streamer Coffee Company, which is famous for um, the latte art. The guy, um, the owner was uh, like uh, the latte art champion. And they have this amazing like camo latte, which um, is fantastic. And this green tea matcha latte. Uh, which is also amazing, and um, like camo donuts and really cute stuff. Great, great, great coffee shop. And another one. Okay, so this place used to be open in the back streets of Omotesando. So, okay, so we're talking about like Shibuya, and we're talking about like these areas. Like you've heard Shibuya and Harajuku and Omotesando and these places, and you think, oh, those are different places, right? They're all like right on top of each other. So, like, it's so easy to move from one area to another. Like, you're basically walking, like, around the same area. So, they're, they're like, right on top of each other. So, Omotesando is also in that same area. And they had this coffee shop called Omotesando Coffee. So, to get to this coffee shop, you had to go to the back streets, walk through a residential neighborhood... And then you had to find it because it was inside basically an old house, right? Well, unfortunately, that place closed. But in January, late January last month, they opened a new shop in kind of like the same spot. And it's called um, Coffee Mameya. So coffee with a K because Omotesando coffee was with a K like as in kiosk because they were inspired by the Italian coffee kiosks. And Mamea is um, a beans shop, so a coffee beans shop. And they have these coffee beans that have been kind of like curated by like these famous uh, coffee bean experts. I don't know. And you can go and talk with them and talk about what you want out of your coffee and they will help you select the beans. Their, their outfits are really cool. They're like um, almost like scientist lab coats. Because it's kind of like, that's like the image, right? And it's like so fashionable. And it's like this tiny little spot. And the line goes out the door. And they they really take their time with you and, and help you find the beans that you're looking for. And the price ranges from about 2,000 yen to about 4,000 yen. But some of the coffee beans that you buy there, you can't buy anywhere else in Japan. So it's a really, really interesting place to go check out once. If anything, just for the history of where Omotesando Coffee used to be and walking through that residential area and finding that house. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's so interesting. Um, it's always cool finding those like little places like that. I love that. It is, right? It's like a treasure hunt. And, and just mm-hmm. walking through the back streets of Omotesando in general. Because, of course, you have the main street with your fancy, like, big brands like Louis Vuitton and whatever. And the big expensive shopping mall. But then, like, I think the true heart of Omotesando are those little back streets with these tiny little shops. Which, like you said, like in Shimokitazawa, ranges from high, like, really expensive high end. But also to really affordable. And they're all mixed together in, like, this little mishmash. And there's all these, like, really fashionable cafes. And it's just, like, it's such a great little area to explore. And so that was that was mine. Um, a little bit of Shibuya <laughs> and a little bit of Omotesando uh, for its coffee. So I'm going to I'm gonna move out of Tokyo a little bit. What? A little bit. 
Well, like, it's still technically Tokyo, but it's definitely not in the city. Okay. Um, this is called Mount Takao. And I love Mount Takao as a day, little day trip. Um, so, what's Mount Takao, you're asking? Well, Mount Takao is 45 minutes outside of central Tokyo along the Keio or the Chuo line. Um, if you take the Chuo line, you have to transfer into Kao to the Keio line to get to the Takao Sanguchi um, station, which is where you want to be. And you get to, you can do some hiking or like there's a bunch of hiking trails and they all lead up to the top of Mount Takao. And there's also another mountain that's a little further away and you can hike all the way over there too if you'd like. Um, I always recommend this to people if you're short on time in like in Japan, like you don't have time to go out to Mount Fuji or Hakone, which is also very awesome, by the way. Um, so if you're short on time, Mount Takao is a really good like day trip. Or if you're vigilant, you can even do it in like just under half a day if you really want to. Um, as I already mentioned, there's hiking, but there's also like tons of little restaurants. So there's ramen restaurants gyoza restaurants there's even this really good italian restaurant that has really good pizza oh my gosh oddly enough um but it's it's um like um italian pizza so very thin and they really only have like margarita pizza marinara pizza or like the four cheese pizza you know things like that right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but so good so good I, I, i recommend it it's it's right at the station as long like as you're walking away from the station towards the base of the the mountain, you're gonna see it. It's it's on the right on the right hand side. I don't remember the name. I can't. I'm really bad at remembering names of places. I just remember where it is. <laughs> I can envision it in my mind. Um. And if you don't want to hike, you don't have to. They actually have a gondola or not, not a gondola, a like a lift that'll take you up. And also a, a, a cable car. So you can do either of those if you don't want to hike all the way up. And there's there's beautiful temples up there on the mountain. And if you get all the way to the top, you can see Mount Fuji from there on a clear day. And also you can see Tokyo from there too. So you can see all the skyscrapers and stuff in the distance, which is actually pretty awesome. And if you love beer, there's a beer garden there at the top of the mountain. So if you if you time it right, you can have beer like you can have this all you can drink beer at the top of a mountain at night and you can see the lights of Tokyo from it. What is a good That's season awesome. to like go visit this area? Um anytime in the spring is good. Summer is really hot. <laughs> In summer, so like, like do, do the you know what I live in terror of like the Suzumebachi, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like these Japanese hornets, and they spray like blinding acid in your eye. <laughs> I which I don't think I don't think they have them in the area that I know. Man, of. Man, any mountains? I'm like in the summer. I'm I'm so terrified. And, okay, so not only do they shoot this acid in your eye, which blinds you, but it attracts other 
Japanese hornets and you can die. My guess is probably since this is such like a big tourist spot or like, you know, a lot of locals go there, they probably sweep the main areas to make sure those those wasps aren't there. But maybe spring, Um, fall. Yeah, those are always good times to go. Yeah. Summer is too hot. Winter might be too cold. Summer is Suzumibachi so, yeah. season. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't go, do that. Don't go the mountains. <laughs> but yeah, Mount Takao. I highly recommend it. I usually go out there once a month just to go hiking. That's so cool. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a short distance for me. Well, I, I kind of live a little further out of Central, so it takes me maybe 20 minutes by train to get out there. So it's not, it's not too bad. So it's a nice it's a nice escape from the city for a little bit without having to go too far. Doesn't Mount Takao have like um Okay, I know not for real, but like in legend, doesn't it have like Tengu like living in the mountain? I think so. I think that's what one of the temples depicts. Right? Oh my god, I want to go. <laughs> you should. I recommend it. So like Tengu are these long-nosed like bird demons yeah I, I don't know how to explain though it's kind of hard to but explain yes. but you see them like in Japanese artwork it has like a crow beak and like a big nose and you know it's kind of interesting Chris for for hmm. people like us Tengu might have been based on foreigners people say because <laughs> of the long nose yes I know how insulting <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! So maybe we're the tango. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, uh, Mount Taka. That's a really good suggestion. I like it. I think, I think so. <laughs> One of my, like this is just like my my every my every week haunt. So it's not nothing like super fancy or anything. But like the Marunouchi. Yuraksho Ginza area. So this is like all really close to Tokyo Station, all within walking distance. Marunochi is kind of like that, like the like office district around the area. There's the Imperial Palace. There's some great um, like bars to go drinking in, like uh, this great bar right across from the station, which gives you this beautiful view of Tokyo Station, which has like this super cheap, delicious lemon beer, which in the summer is heaven. Um, you have Brick Square. Uh, which has like a great, um, I think it's a Mitsubishi Kokan Museum, Gokan Museum, and um, they have a Joel Robichon uh, uh, bakery there. They have uh, Cacao Sampaka, the Spanish chocolate shop, which is to die for, and Echire Butter uh, is also located there. So I know these are all things I can't eat, but. It's all there and it's amazing. Um, great little museum, which was uh, built. They kept the original structure of like this old bank. Um, so the the artwork that they host is great, but the building itself is also really amazing to walk through. Um, and then walking, just walking from that area, you have um, again like like it's like little pieces of history. Uh, mixed in with some shopping, mixed in with um, function, right? So you have the Japan Post Office, which is called Kite, uh, again, right next to Tokyo Station, so you don't have to go far. 
Um, you have the, of course, the post office, um, but you also have like the history. So they uh, they maintain the old post office uh, heads, all, old office, and they kept all the original woodwork. And you can go and again, really great view of Tokyo Station from up there. Um, there's a collaboration between the Japan Post and Tokyo uh, University, and they have this free museum which is open to the public, and um, they will. Um, rotate different uh different things um that are from the university of tokyo um so uh they'll have like different exhibits and it's like just like fascinating um and great and it's free which is like amazing you know uh if, if you know if you're here as a tourist um things get expensive pretty fast so when you have something that you can enjoy at zero cost it's fantastic um and then a lot of good tourist shopping at the same time because you know um, it's it's one of those areas that you know they they expect a lot of people to go to. Um, then w- that's like in Marunouchi, right? So then you have Ginza, and you're like, oh Ginza, oh my god, it's all like super expensive, and I can't afford anything. Lies. There's a ton, a ton of restaurants. You'll never run out of restaurants in Ginza, and of course, yes, they do range from like the super expensive, pricey restaurants, but you also have like these really great. High quality, um, very affordable, especially at lunchtime, restaurants everywhere, everywhere. I mean, one block, you can probably hit that one block every day for a month and not run out of places to eat and check out. Right, Chris? Mm-hmm. I love Ginza. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Okay, so it's not just like fancy pantsy stuff, okay? Um, on top of that, you got some amazing architecture, um, you've got in that area, so then Ginza and Yuraksho are basically right next to each other. You've got the International Forum, um, which the architecture is it's amazing. It's one of my favorite buildings in the city. And if you're hungry, there's a Shake Shack there. <laughs> 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 um, so that's easy to get to if you want uh, some non-adventurous food. Um You've also got, um, if you're into Japanese calligraphy in the International Forum, they have this uh, really famous Japanese calligraphy museum as well. So um, I love it. It's all it's all in one area. It's all very walkable. And I would combine it. I would combine Marunouchi, Ginza, Yuraksho and just enjoy that area. Look up different things that you want to do, whether it's museums or shopping or dining Um you know, uh, it's never ending, and it's it's such a, so much crammed into like this tiny little space, and it's fantastic. My my last uh, suggestion is again, this is a little out of central. So while Ginza is very um, very central, very glitzy, very you know that's everyone knows Ginza, right? Um. This place is called Kichijoji, which is very well known with with the locals. Not so much with visitors, because it's more of a locals area, kind of. Um, This place is along the Chuo line, as I've mentioned a few times. Um, It's about half an hour from Tokyo Station. And it's voted the most desirable place to live for people in Tokyo. Kichijoji is awesome. So... The best way to subscribe to <laughs> describe um, Kichijoji is you take the best, like the best shops and stuff from like Shibuya Shinjuku, 
and just condense them into this small area. And you got Kichijoji. And also throw in a really nice, beautiful park. And throw in really beautiful, fashionable people. Yeah, it's just... Kichijoji is its own beast, in a sense. It's like a magical... uh, There's like something about it. It's like, how are these people? And their children. Like the children, too. The children are so perfect. And so hip. (laughs) It's like more hip than you'll ever be in your life. And I'm like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's kind of where a lot of um, like famous manga artists live as well. Really? So I think, um, I don't know his name, uh, but the person that wrote One Piece oh. lives there. And there's another famous artist that I saw on a regular basis because I, I actually used to work in Kichijoji. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a famous artist or manga artist and he has like pink hair something i can't remember his name but i i would see him walking around a lot um but yeah they have tons of shops tons of places to eat like i said everything's condensed in one area you can spend all day there and not see everything because it's just so much um they also have a large yodabashi camera which is a gigantic um electronic store they have everything from book off to little arcades, uh, places that have gachapon machines, so many restaurants, as I've said so many times already. And then there's also the beautiful Inokashira Park that you can spend all day in. There's usually live performances, like people performing in the park and everything. And if you're heading to the Ghibli Museum in Mitaka, you can actually walk to the Ghibli Museum from Kichijoji. And from the Inokashira Park. And there's actually signs, like little theme signs that show you how to walk there. So if you're going to the Ghibli Museum or have went, make sure you go to Kichijoji after or before. Because there's tons to do there. So make sure you check that out. All right, so that's that's it for my list. Um, you have one more, don't you? My last you one, one is not so good. But I love it. Like, to be honest, like, I've spent so much time there this year. Um, So my last one is the Roppongi Hills. And I know you hear Roppongi and you're like, ah, Roppongi, gross. I know. I think so, too. Super gross. But, but at Roppongi Hills, I love, 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 love the Mori Art Museum. I bought the annual pass. And I've been going and going and going and going again and again. And um, if you're a fan of Disney, they often have um, some Disney exhibitions as well. I know they have an upcoming Marvel exhibition, but um, you get a fantastic view of the city. Um, The exhibits are amazing. Um, They had this really great space exhibit. And right now um, they have... um, N.S. Harsha, uh, this Indian artist, and his stuff is amazing. And it's all year, all year. It's it's like never ending. Like, and you want to go again and again to kind of like spend more time with the exhibits. And it's just so great. And even if you're visiting for a short time, um, try to check it out uh, because it's it's great. Um, I can't recommend it enough. And Roppongi Hills itself, like the 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 nice the nice part is <laughs> really pretty and it's very nice they got like a 
um, a movie theater which will sometimes show even some Japanese movies I think with subtitles so if you want to check something out you can do that I, I know they had your name um, Kimi no Nawa with subtitles there um, and um, that's it I just love Mori Art Museum it's one of my favorite places I like it there too it's they've done what like there's like there's been Disney stuff there's been Sailor Moon stuff there's been Pokemon there's been like a lot of like pop culture stuff. They had a really great like too. little Ghibli exhibit recently. Yeah, th- uh, this past summer they, they did. did yeah, yeah. Um, and the Marie Antoinette exhibit, like you know, you've seen like these paintings in like textbooks or you know on the internet, but like to see in person is is wonderful. You know, so they get some really really wonderful. Um, like artwork on loan to the museum like not just like modern art which they also have but like they they get a lot of classical artwork as well which is like fantastic all right so i know that was a lot to digest (laughs) (laughs) for um our top picks um we'll have stuff like links and all that in the show notes to help you with this because i know it's it's quite a bit um we've gone a little longer than we've hoped but that's okay that's okay um so for the park tip and the lister question, I'm just going to go through them really quickly. Okay. But I'll have all the all the stuff in the show notes, so don't worry. So park tip, really quick. Uh, this is going to help you if you're wanting to travel around Tokyo and not spend a lot of money. Uh, you can actually get a day pass with JR East for 1,590 yen. And you can get this at I believe any JRE station, you can pick this up and you can ride the like the Yamanote line and whatnot as much as you want for one day. And that's that's a pretty good deal, 1500 yen. And then there's also a day pass for the Tokyo Metro, which is 600 yen. It's a little bit cheaper because there's less options for traveling on the Metro. So that's why it's a little bit cheaper, but you can buy that as well if a lot of the places you want to visit are on the subway. Perfect. Perfect way to save money. Okay, and can I add one um, more? Yep. Okay, so while you're riding these trains, if you're visiting right now during the winter time, um, especially at JR stations, which of course is, well, well yeah, Metro's underground. So JR stations are above ground. Um, they have these little rooms if you want to stay out of the cold. Like, Chris, you know today was so windy and a nightmare to be outside. They have these little rooms that you can sit in while you wait for your train and you're using your little pass and you don't have to be out in the freezing cold wind. Mm-hmm. Lifesaver. I'm... Like total lifesaver. It's such a nightmare right now. <laughs> so you don't have to freeze yourself. It's Freeze while you're standing. Yeah, and especially if you're traveling with kids or with somebody who's a little older, um, it's it's so good. It's so good to get out of, out of the wind. Okay. Listener question. Let's do this. All right. Uh, This is not from anyone in particular. It's just uh, one we've been asked quite a bit. Um, Is there a blog similar to the Disney Parks blog for Tokyo Disney Resort? So, you know, there's the official Disney Parks blog, and it's all in English. They talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and also some of the international parks from time to time. There is a Japanese one that talks only about Tokyo Disney Resort. And of, it's only in Japanese, so 
you know, you can use Google Translate or you can read our website because we translate quite a bit of these if we think it's worthy of being translated. Um, you can visit at tokyodisneyresort.jp slash blog. Very simple. And again, I'll have the link in the show notes for you. All right. That's it for this episode. <laughs> uh, just want to say really quick thank you to everyone who's contributing to our Patreon. You guys are awesome. And you're helping make the show better. So thank you. Um, make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also Google Play Music. If you have any questions or comments for the show, you can send them to us. Contact at tdrexplorer.com. And make sure you tell everybody about us because, you know, we're awesome, <laughs> as we always say. You can find us on our website, tdrexplorer.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at tdrexplorer. And then also on Facebook, facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And you can find me on my personal Twitter, at Lover. And you can also find me eating all the snacks at the parks because that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) And joining me, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at DreamSweetsLove. And you can often find me in the Yurok Shogunza <laughs> area. Um, not eating any snacks, drinking my black coffee, but looking at all the beautiful snacks and maybe taking pictures of my friend's food. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all your support and um, for uh, chatting on Facebook and on Twitter and for everything. Keep exploring and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. All right. See you. <laughs>